Hey guys, here's part two with Barry McGuire on wholesaling. Hi there. Barry McGuire with you again. Uh, it's the second in our series on wholesaling, sometimes known as assignments. Now, as you know from the first episode, I'm a full-time real estate lawyer, been at it for over 40 years, love buy and hold, but there are lots of creative strategies that investors like to implement and wholesaling is is one of those we're getting ready to do a brand new course called scaling and wholesaling all about how to take one-off wholesalers or assignments and turn those into a business and we thought some other information uh, on just what wholesaling is would be useful for anyone who's listening so today in our second episode we're going to talk about uh, the seven things you need to know. There's more than seven, but these are seven really important things you need to know uh, about wholesaling. So, so let's get started. Number one, and it's a thing that goes through all of the focus workshops that my wife Dawn and I put on, is the concept of win-win. When you're uh, doing wholesaling slash assignments, what you're looking to do, of course, is buy a property under value. So if you're talking to uh, a seller who wants to sell you something under value and you can see that um, there is another way for them to do better than sell to you, I mean, we think you should give people a chance to, you know, to maximize their position. Now, you don't really have to. If somebody wants to sell, you don't have to tell them they could do better. But, you know, we think that's better. It's better karma. It's better all around. And you'll find that often when you say to a, to a seller, well, you know, if you just marketed this with a realtor or if you did this or the, you, you could do that, the seller will say to you, yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, I'd rather deal with you. So win-win. We don't beat people up. It's just better all around. Number two. Um, the rules around assignments are different every place in the common law world, which is any place that grew out of Great Britain, so Australia, New Zealand, US, Canada, all Canadian provinces. So the concepts are really uh, very much the same. Some of the details are different. So for instance, here in Alberta, uh, real estate purchase contracts are assignable. You don't have to get the seller's permission. Often we see in contracts, this contract is not assignable, except you get the seller's full permission, which can be unreasonably withheld. Well, you know, the contract might say that, but for Alberta, contracts are assignable, so that's good for you to know. On the other hand, different provinces work differently, like BC is different. They've got some new rules on assigning, so all provinces are different, but contracts are definitely assignable without consent here in Alberta. Number three, remember when you're out talking to people and advertising and putting together your program, you are not a realtor. You are not acting for sellers to sell their property for them. Uh, if you come across that way or represent yourself that way or do anything where the Real Estate Council of Alberta, RECA, could read into what you're doing, that you're acting as a realtor, then RECA will come down on you like a ton of bricks. So 
you're not representing the seller. Whenever you're talking about um, doing assignments with, uh, with a seller, you are doing this for your own account. You're doing it for your own account. You are an investor. Um, you've looked at the property. You see a number of different uh, possibilities for it, including that you might sell it to a, um, an, uh, you might sell it to a third-party buyer, and make some money. So, those are, um, and that is an important concept that you have to understand, because you don't want to be prosecuted by RICA for acting as a realtor. Number four, when you're buying, or when you're when you're looking to buy by way of an assignment. Um, you may do some diligence on the property. You might do a title search. You might get an inspection done. You might do a number of things. And then when you go to assign the deal, which is really to sell your contract to an ultimate buyer, you have to be careful what you're passing on as diligence. You can say to them, well, this is what I did. I got a title search. Here it is. I got a tax search. Here it is. I did have it inspected, if you did that, and you can give them a copy of the inspection report or you can give the inspection summary, but you also should make it very clear to your ultimate buyer that you're passing this on and not undertaking anything. You're, you're being a nice person, you're passing it on, but it is completely up to them to do their own diligence and, and at the end of that diligence time period, figure out their buying decision. Are they buying or not? And it's on their shoulders, not because you told them it was a good deal. So protect yourself in that way. Number five, you cannot go unconditional on your purchase contract with the seller unless you know you're going to buy it, because maybe you are. Remember, you're writing up a real estate purchase contract with the seller, you're doing some diligence, and then probably you're looking to find someone to buy it from you. But when it's time to go unconditional, um, you cannot go unconditional unless you know you are buying or unless you have your ultimate buyer lined up who is ready to buy. And if that happens, you will really want to do a name change on the contract so that the seller is selling to your ultimate buyer and not to you. That's a protective measure, which we're going to go into in a lot more detail in our scaling and wholesaling focus workshop that's coming up at the end of March. And number six, once you've uh, negotiated and reached a deal with your third party ultimate buyer, then, um, you know, the next step for you is to complete the assignment form. It's just typically a one page form. You staple that to the purchase contract and you collect your assignment fee right then and there. Closing the deal might be off in the future, probably is off in the future, but what you want to do is say, great, I'm assigning to you, you're paying me $10,000, so thank you very much for the $10,000 and my $5,000 deposit that I put in. And uh, so there you go. You have your $10,000 assignment fee, your $5,000 deposit fee, that's in your pocket right now, and then the, your ultimate buyer goes on and closes the deal with the seller. And lastly, I'll just say it again because I think it's so important. Uh, we do want these deals to be win-win. We don't beat people up. We don't take advantage. Um, you don't have to bend over backwards, but on the other hand, 
um, treat people nicely, treat them fairly, and that will come back and, uh, and help you out. All right, so that is the end of our second um, in a series of three on wholesaling. And uh, just confirming, we are doing that uh, scaling and wholesaling all day course coming up at the end of March. Um, go to barrymaguire.ca, you can find something about that. And up next will be some success stories. That'll be our third episode. I mean, the question is, can you really make money doing assignments, wholesaling? Can you? I mean, can you can you turn this into a business? And if you can, how much money can you make? And what are some of the steps that you should take to turn it into a business? So that'll be episode number three coming up in the near future. Barry McGuire signing off. Thanks, everyone.